You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. You know, this is called the parable of the seed and the sower, but once when I was teaching through it and doing my notes, I put at the top the parable of the soils, because the seed is the same as the Word of God. The soils are different. The soils are different. And so don't answer out loud, but what kind of dirt are you? The real deal, the one truly saved, they will persevere. Not that there won't be mess-ups along the way. Some of the greatest men and women of the faith, God recorded for us big mess-ups. Noah, after the flood, he got drunk. But there's no question he's with the Lord. It's humbling to think of yourself as dirt, but that's what we all came from. This brings even more beauty to the symbolism of the parable of the sower. As Pastor Danny points out in today's message, you don't have control over much, but you can choose what kind of soil you're going to be. Are you going to be receptive to the truth that God sows into your life, even when it contradicts your natural desires or inclinations? Or are you going to resist and only take the truth that you like? Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. 1 John chapter 2, now we pick it up verse 18. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But the going showed that none of them belong to us. Now, he'll pick up the idea about Antichrist uh, in the next verse and following, and we'll get to that. But the first point, verse 19, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. Here in this section, John gives us four, four sure fire evidences that someone's really saved that they really are headed for heaven. Now, I call your attention very briefly, once again, as I've done, I think, often in this study, 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. Here's what John says. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And in this section, he gives us four sure fire evidences that we can know that we have eternal life, that we really are saved. And the first is that verse, verse 19. And I'd say it like this. Perseverance. The truly saved uh, will make it all the way. Now, it doesn't mean there won't be bumps along the way. Uh, Sometimes big bumps. Uh, You just ask Samson. I mean, what a failure. Over 20 years, repeated failure. But Hebrews 11 tells us he's, he's there. He's with the Lord. Uh, David, we mentioned him last week, the terrible sin with Bathsheba and the subsequent sins that followed. But there's no doubt about it. David, he's there. He's with the Lord. Now, leave the text for just a minute. Go with me to Luke chapter 8. Because Jesus tells a parable about this very uh, point of perseverance. Luke chapter 8, and you find a place, go down to verse 4. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. Farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on. 
and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. When he had said this, he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jump to verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes the word from their hearts so that they cannot believe and be saved. They're the ones along the path. There's a hardness there because that's the path. It's the hardness. If you go off the path, uh, the soil is different, all right? But there's a hardness there, and that's the idea. Their hearts are hard, and it's their own fault. It's their own fault. It's not God's fault. But the devil's able, after they hear the truth, they hear the gospel, they hear the word, and he just snatches it right away from them because their heart's hard. Nothing can get in there. Those, verse 13, on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. Uh, I wrote down, not an area with rocks on the surface, but rather a thin layer of soil covering a solid ledge of limestone a few inches below the surface. So the heat from the sun uh, makes this type of soil a hotbed that produces rapid germination and then a furnace that soon scorches and withers the tender plant. But I've seen people like this, not that I'm the judge who saved or not, but I've seen people and they, they start off with a bang. I mean, I've seen people that, that convict me about how they go out and they witness and they're zealous for the Lord. And then, then all of a sudden, what happened? And they're no more in terms of their faith, their commitment to Christ. They don't even confess Christ anymore. And then verse 14 The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, over time, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. These are legitimate uh, concerns in life that are not submitted to the Lord, and so it then ends up choking them. Life's worries, riches, and pleasures. But verse 15, the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by, here's that word, persevering, produce a crop. When God created the first man, Adam, it says he took from the the dirt of the ground, basically, and he formed him. And before God breathed in him the breath of life, he's just a dirt bag. You know, this is called the parable of the seed and the sower. But once when I was teaching through it and doing my notes, I put at the top the parable of the soils. Because the seed is the same as the word of God. The soils are different. The soils are different. And so don't answer out loud, but what kind of dirt are you? Hmm. The real deal, the one truly saved, they will persevere. Not that there won't be mess-ups along the way. Some of the greatest men and women of the faith, God recorded for us big mess-ups. Noah, after the flood, he got drunk. But there's no question he's with the Lord. Here's what Hebrews says. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Verse 39, we are not of those who shrink back. And are destroyed. And if you're destroyed, you're not saved. But of those who believe and are saved. And one mark of a truly saved person is that they will persevere to the end. They won't believe for a while and then they don't believe anymore. They won't confess for a while and they not confess. No, they'll persevere. They may be like Peter. That on a moment of weakness even denies. Even cursing. He's cursing. And he denies that he even knows Christ, but that's not the truth. He does know Christ. And what happens to him after the cock crows, we'll get to in a minute, because it it proves 
That proves he's, he's, he's real deal. He persevered, even though he made terrible mistakes. You heard Jesus say to him, get behind me, Satan. You don't have in mind the things of God, the things of man. But that doesn't, he's still saved. Still saved. Now, the second, go back to 1 John. Second surefire evidence in the text. Verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it. And because no lie comes from the truth. Who's the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, even eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray and specifically trying to lead you astray in regard to the truth about Jesus Christ. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and that, as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it is taught you, remain in him. And what he's saying there is talking about the truth regarding Jesus Christ. Jesus, well, even before I say that, the Antichrist, it mentions the Antichrist. The, the Antichrist is coming. There is a person called the Antichrist. He's got other names as well. Uh, when he comes, he's going to be accompanied by all kind of counterfeit signs, wonders, and miracles. It's mysterious to me. Uh, in Revelation, the false prophet that serves him will call down fire from heaven. And people on the earth will go, wow. And they'll worship the beast, as he's referred to, because that's how heaven views him. They'll worship him. Uh, Jesus said this in Matthew 24, verse 24. For false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, those who are truly saved. If that were possible, not possible to deceive the truly saved. Uh, mysterious, the counterfeit signs and wonders, that's just mysterious to me. But it, it shows the power uh, of the enemy. Now, the Antichrist is coming. Is he alive now? I hope so. I really do, because that means Jesus is coming real soon. Uh, I hope he's alive. But I don't know that. I don't know that. But the Antichrist is coming. But many antichrists have come. We need to understand what antichrist is. Antichrist is more than someone that opposes the truth and opposes the true Jesus. Yes, that's part of it. But it's more than that. It's also someone who replaces the true Christ with a false Christ. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of 1 John. There's so much to learn, so we hope that you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now at our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, where you can watch a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be able to jump into the conversations there. 
If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. We're excited to welcome you into our family of faith. You'll find directions and more information at our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to join Pastor Danny in 1 John right here on The Living Word.